Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Mika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. Welcome, welcome, my lovely humans who are here with me to tap into a beautiful episode this week. I connected with one of my mentees, actually. Um, She has flown her wings now and is in her own practice without me, and I'm celebrating her so hard for that. Uh, But the way we connected was actually so divinely beautiful. Uh, When I opened my first round of It's Karmic, my karmic astrology course, where I teach you guys how to do what I do, essentially, uh, she actually applied to be in my scholarship. I was offering a scholarship program at the time because I knew that there was someone out there that needed this experience, um, but who wasn't necessarily financially able to do it at the time, you know, and the way I actually began my apprenticeship was I was in a place where I wasn't financially able to, you know, give that huge chunk of money into learning. And so I ended up trading with my mentor, Daphne Romanoff at the time for my apprenticeship and doing some work for her. And so I knew that there was some sort of way I had to make space to give back to my community and in that uh, I opened up a scholarship. Now I had so many souls apply to be in the It's Karmic scholarship and when I read my beautiful friend, soul friend, soul sister Tarika's message, there was just like a soul resonance of knowing she had to be in the program. everything she had written about what was going on in her life at the time, her words, everything just resonated in my soul so deeply and I knew she had to be a part of the process. And so she came in with me and since then has flourished into the most potent version of herself and it is such an honor to witness. And then I knew, you know, starting the podcast and working with you guys in this way, I knew I had to have her come on because the things she she sends me, you know, the messages she sends me are so wild and deeply psychic and the, the energy she taps into is really powerful. And so I had the pleasure of, you know, joining a conversation with her and this conversation gets into some very interesting topics and, you know, really brought us to places we assumed we would go, you know, we thought we'd, we'd go into some crazy places, but they really, really resonate on a soul level for me. And I hope they do the same for you. So without giving any more away of this beautiful conversation, I hope you get as much out of it as I did. Um, and I really hope you connect into Tari the way that I do, because she is an absolute powerhouse of spirituality of connection of source and of soul magic so here it is sending you lots of love i'll meet you on the other side 
Hello and welcome to the It's Karmic podcast with me, your host, Vika Bradford. This week, I get to bring on someone pretty special to me, honestly, because, well, and I'll explain all the things about this connection, but basically who I have with me today has been a student of mine for a while, and it's been quite a while, actually, I feel, and she is now sort of flown off into her own journey, um, but that connection has stayed, and the, the, there is a deep, deep soul connection between me and this, this lovely human I get to introduce you to. So today I have my soul sister, Tarika, um, of I Am the Golden Hour, which is so linked into her astrology joining me and we're I don't know where the hell we're going today because when the two of us get together it's like all the past life connections all the the doors open (laughs) and things just happen so welcome thank you so much for having me I am so excited for this conversation (laughs) me too oh my gosh I'm like Okay, because I know we're going to go to all the places before we mm-hmm. even hopped on, guys. Like, we, we were gushing about a dream <laughs> that came up. Um, and I know we're going to go to some cool places. But before we go there, uh-huh. um, actually, even before I ask your story, tell mm-hmm. us your okay. So, I love this question and I always forget to ask it, but I have an astrology based person on here. So, I'm like, ask the question. Um, I want your, your big three. And then mm-hmm. your what you would view as like your most important point in your astrology. What makes you? Ooh, that is a good question. Okay, so my big three is probably not the typical big three because I know a lot of people go sun, moon, and rising. But because my sun and rising is the same sign, Leo, um, I'm not going to go with those three. I'm actually going to say Leo because obviously that's my sun, as you know. Um, Scorpio, which is my moon. And Aries, which is my north node. Mm. So those three are my big three for sure. So lots of fire and then that deep, intense, watery energy of Scorpio. Okay. Yeah. Before we go off of this, I want to know why you chose your Aries north node. For me, that is my highest potential, my most fulfilled, authentic embodiment, coupled with the other two things, of course, Mm -hmm. but I feel like that's my North Star. Mm. And when I'm in that badass, warrior-esque energy, I'm blazing a trail all of my own. I'm my most authentic self and... And I really feel like that's what I'm here for. And so when I'm tapping into that energy, I'm, I honestly feel like I have a whole lineage of ancestors cheering me on when I'm tapping into that energy. And it just lights me up talking about it, which you can see. (laughs) So yeah, that's why I chose it. Mm, I love it. And we've talked about that so much over the last, like, however long about your North Node. So Mm -hmm. for all our Aries North Node souls here, and I know there's a bunch of you guys, Um, like, yeah, just stepping into that warrior role is when I see you step into it, I'm like, there she is. (laughs) Like there she is. And what people don't realize is that North node energy, that North star energy is not something that necessarily comes 
easily for many oh, of us. In fact, it's <laughs> it's actually the complete opposite. And you can't really, in my opinion, do it without owning and stepping into your self node in a way yes. where you're really looking at those karmic lessons and those karmic wounds as potential magic and not this deep dark thing that needs to be hidden in the depths of your soul that you ignore and run away from but actually what I found is underneath those wounds underneath those karmic lessons is the gold it's the wisdom it's actually where your divine gifts are sort of buried and when you own that that is what catalyzes you to then move forward into the north node and you're taking all of that wisdom with you so it's not to say like going into your north node is something that just magically happens it's a whole process it's a whole <laughs> journey but for me it's linked to being your most authentic self which in all honesty you can't do without that without mm. all of that karmic goodness <laughs> mm, and I so, feel yeah. that so so deeply because my and my, my no, yeah, north node, sorry, brain fart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my north node is linked with my IC. So like there is, there is a bit more innate natural energy around that for me. But like when I tap into Aquarius as my north node, man, there's some shit there where I'm just like, I reject that energy. And I had for so long. And when I lean into my Leo, like it helps me the highest Leo, not my low Leo, which mm -hmm. we all know is low. Um, but when I lean into my highest Leo, like it does help me connect into my North node and actually like allow myself to, to detach a little bit, like, mm -hmm. cause I'm feel safe in myself, Leo, that I can detach. And then mm -hmm. I can lean into that North node and that North star that we do need both. We need the balance of both to actually do our work here. So I love that you touched on that because so many teachers say like, we're getting rid of the South node. No. Like, and I know. think that that speaks to the larger theme of getting rid of something within you and not owning that part and not bringing it home within yourself and not integrating it. And a lot has to be said around that. And I think that that's where you and I really connect with the shadow work and everything that comes with looking at your natal chart in terms of understanding your karmic lessons, what you're here to master, what you're here to really heal and transcend and bring home into yourself so you can be your most authentic self. And for me, that looks like greater self-acceptance which ultimately is greater self-love. And it's not about getting rid of any part of you. And for me, that was the biggest one of, because there's so many, but one of the biggest takeaways with being mentored by you was reclaiming so many parts of myself, which were hidden in just the depths of me. And these aren't just parts that I was rejecting or you know, suppressing, these were gifts that I knew were there as well, but so afraid of bringing into the light. Yeah. So, so afraid of owning. Um, so it was a complete reclamation of all of that. And it was just so powerful, powerful, mm. powerful work that we did. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, okay. I love this um, because that's, that's, what I love about you so much is like your willingness to go into the depths, the depths, the chefs, it's not a word, the depths. <laughs> um, and that like speaks to your, your, your moon, your Scorpio moon and fourth house. Yes. So, so much. Um, okay. Tell us like 
who, who are you? What are you doing? What are you, what is your, your service to the world? Try and give us a little bit of background. Well, you know this about me because we just had this conversation, but I really don't like boxes and I don't like the labels and pigeonholing myself in any capacity and I really think that that is that Scorpio moon that just likes to go so deep and doesn't want to be contained um but you know just to kind of give everyone a clearer idea I guess I think the overarching theme that I've seen in everything that I do is really soul guidance and so the only way I can really kind of if I have to pinpoint it is a soul guidance practitioner, if you will. Love that. <laughs> and, you know, there's so many iterations of that. That really comes through for me as soul guidance, cosmic wisdom, um, metaphysical counseling. And my background is that I am a certified spiritual metaphysical counselor. Um, and, you know, my own healing journey, um, as with the case with, with many healers, I think is you go on that internal journey for yourself first and so for me becoming certified as a spiritual and metaphysical counselor was really my own unfolding my own unraveling and I really started to understand what my medicine is and actually take that medicine for myself along the way and I don't think we ever really stopped doing that I think everything that we are offering is is medicine for ourselves as well so as we give we receive and so I guess that's the the way that I would describe what I do and how I work and what I'm here to really offer it's that soul guidance I love that yeah now you had a whole life before this though too right like <laughs> you were doing some things completely out of this sphere can you tell us yeah. a little bit about your life like on the screen <laughs> so I started off in TV when I was around 17 that was kind of when I had my first big break um, presenting my own TV show um, and I sort of carried on doing that through my years at university I was I was all about getting ahead I knew what I wanted to do I was so ambitious so driven I mean I still am but obviously that was it feels like a different life <laughs> in all honesty and um yeah so I took a year out in between university and and was just like you know I want to go full-time into tv actually that was my way of saying no to uni I really did not <laughs> want to study at all I was doing that for my parents a hundred percent um and so I said, look, let me take a year out. I really want to do this full time. And I sort of made a promise to them that, you know, if you guys let me take this year out, um, I will go back. I will finish. And that was a really hard decision for me because, I mean, I was that person who, I, I guess this was that Aries energy. I made decisions on the fly. It was very impulsive. And I did what I said I was going to do. And within three months of me sort of taking that gap year I auditioned and was you know um, a local reporter for a news station so everything sort of happened very very quickly and I did that for a year but then I stuck to my promise to my parents and I went back and finished uni and I, I carried on in tv um, for a little while I used to be well following on from uni I think a year after that I was a judge <laughs> for Guinness World Records <laughs> 
So a judge and a TV correspondent traveling all around the world, which is funny because you know my chart. So mm-hmm. my ninth house was being activated there and those long distance ah. travels. And it was actually when I was traveling for Guinness World Records on those trips where I had a remembering every time I was on these trips of just being so connected to my soul. I mean, it was very, very intuitive for me. I would walk into hotel rooms and instantly know my guides were there, my angels were there, my higher self was there. I mean, I was in constant communication with the other realm let's say, my connection with beyond the realm. I mean, it was there from when I was a child, but I think it got activated on these travels because I was seeing the world from this huge vantage point. I was connecting with different people and cultures and souls, and I wasn't being the me I thought I needed to be. Mm. I was just... I was the most free and expansive, I think, when I was on those travels. And the people I met, Vika, I mean, the stories I have, just incredible. And that was the beginning for me of really knowing truly deep within me that I have such a strong connection with my soul. I have such a strong connection with Beyond the Veil. And... I was beginning to understand in real time what synchronicity was and all of these conversations I was having with these random people were all of a spiritual nature and it was just reawakening something within me so fascinating that that happened at that time and it was just all meant to be that way um and then yeah I sort of I from Guinness World Records I moved in 2012 to Dubai And I fell into the event world and I sort of became um, a master at that. I I climbed the ropes really, really fast. I threw myself into the corporate world. And actually at that time in 2012, because everything had sort of exploded in terms of this connection I had with my soul and, you know, everything beyond the veil, I have to say at that time, there was also a lot of fear that was brought up with this, a lot of fear. And I started to see things I wasn't quite ready to see. I started to communicate with the other side. I was having visitations. I was having entity attacks. I mean, the best of the best was happening. And also the flip side was I didn't know how to control this. And I knew I had this ability from when I was really young, from like seven or eight, because that was when I first remembered really ever seeing um spirits or entities let's say um but this came back in just a very very strong way that I wasn't ready for so Mm. when I moved to Dubai in 2012 and I went into the corporate world that was also a time when I really switched things off and I closed that door and so on one side, the human me was flourishing in terms of the job, the, you know, the relationships or the status, the money, the career, all of that was just amazing. But my soul was screaming for my attention and I was so, so, so unhappy. And that was my understanding of what it could feel like to 
abandon your soul and to shut that door thinking that if you were to trust your intuition and if you were to trust your soul bad things would happen and it was not the case I actually I, I turned my back on the very thing I'd always had a connection to which was magic that's mm. how I describe it magic okay so, and all of yeah. that was happening when Pisces moved into your eighth house there you go <laughs> so like when you said 2012 I'm like of course like you being invited into the the other side like I mean you already had these connections of course with all your Pluto energy with your you have your Jupiter in the eighth house too I do I do yeah Yeah. and that just got that big activation so yes (laughs) but like all of that speaks so deeply to a planet like Neptune coming into your eighth house and just being like hey like we're gonna see it all yeah right and And I did yeah. man and the fact that you said it hit really 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 deep when you said like this is what it it feels like when we abandon our soul because there's so many times like that I can look back on when I was you know avoiding my path like and I, I see that abandonment and the emptiness that comes and like all and how we we move against our own state of flow right like things may look good on the outside but like within us we're just dying um mm-hmm. so that really hits home but what I, how many what people I, Sorry, what I love is no I was just going to say what I love is I had the self-awareness at the time and I thank this is something I thank God for all the time is this self-awareness because honestly I I sometimes don't know where it comes from you know in the deepest darkest depths of my painful moments it just comes swooping in and I'm just so grateful for that because in those moments where I felt like I was abandoning my soul I knew exactly why I was so depressed I knew why I felt depressed you know on the outside my life for those first four years in Dubai looked amazing but inside there was just this empty feeling and if I wasn't someone who was aware I would have you know taken all the pills and I would have listened to the doctors who said this is happening to you or that's happening to you or I would have listened to people who said well maybe just get another job or whatever it may have been that wasn't quite my soul I would have listened to it but because I knew intuitively I'm this unhappy because I'm just so out of alignment with my soul. I'm not doing what I'm meant to be doing. I'm not listening to my heart. I'm not honoring my higher self. And this is what I'm so grateful for because I know this is not something that comes intuitively to people. I know this is something people generally have to work at and which is why I'm so passionate to help people connect with this part of themselves because one, I know what it is to have that connection Mm -hmm. and two on the flip side I definitely know what it feels like to ignore it as well and I'm really passionate about bringing people back into connection with their soul but also to remember their spirit that's something that I feel is not spoken about enough it's like we're all about the mind body soul connection Mm -hmm. but the spirit the spirit is the essence that anchors you when everything has gone to shit honestly (laughs) and you're feeling all of those feelings of just I feel depressed I feel separate I feel broken Mm. I feel like I'm in pieces and there's no clarity and there's so much chaos and 
I have no idea what I'm doing. And this is something that I feel often happens. We do not want to face our shadows and we do not want to face our feelings because often I think the thought is, if I go there, if I go into that darkness, I will become it. Mm-hmm. If I feel this feeling, I will be it and I will not know how to get myself out. Right. But if you are anchored in your spirit, if you are anchored into this divine presence that is actually always with you, even when you're at your lowest, your worst, your darkest, if you know that, then you know you will never get lost when you're there. And so sometimes, just to remind myself that that energy is within me, I physically hold myself, Mm. physically, as I'm crying, if I'm having a meltdown, as we often do when we're going into our shadows, (laughs) let's be real, you know, we do. And you might be shaking, having a panic attack, but in that moment that you're holding yourself and remembering that there is a spirit, there is an energy, there is a divine presence within me that loves me even in this moment. Every time, Vika, I have the most visceral feeling of being held and it's not by myself. Mm. This is just the part that helps me remember, but it comes in so strongly and I know that that exists for everyone, that that is there for everyone but it's just remembering so yeah Mm. (laughs) it's just it's it's beautiful powerful it it is it makes me think of a few things like one um I talk a lot about like not associating with um labels the doctors give us um like I was speaking about this the other day uh like when people say like I'm I'm depressed like instead of saying I'm depressed like it's I'm experiencing depression like you aren't depressed you are human and you have a range of emotions you're experiencing depression right you're experiencing anxiety you're experiencing dis-ease you're you're not that thing right Mm -hmm. um and I actually and this might trigger a few people but eh, fuck it that's what we're here for um I don't like when people this is my own trip but like I I don't like associating with um mental terms like ADHD um, and all these things, because I think they're just an expression of something we're experiencing. And then when I go into the chart, I'm like, of course, your Mercury's in retrograde or like your Mercury's conjunct your Uranus. Like, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? There are, I just, I think that we become victims of our circumstance when we over associate with terminology rather than just saying I'm experiencing neurodivergency, Mm -hmm. right? I'm experiencing depression, Um, And it makes me think of my own like experience through MDMA, which was Mm -hmm. what actually brought me out of my depression Mm -hmm. at the age of 20, I was 20 Mm -hmm. Um, and experiencing very similar to what you said there of like this internal knowing after I'd done MDMA, um, where my soul was just like, Hey, like, by the way, you don't need anything to make you feel that way. Cause I had been mm-hmm. on antidepressants since I was 18. I was an absolute zombie. I stopped writing. I stopped, um, I stopped doing everything that made me happy. I just felt nothing. And that's basically how I existed was just like this beeline flat, like numb, yeah, numb, yeah, numb, empty, but mm-hmm. I wasn't suicidal, but I sort of mm-hmm. kind of was cause I was so mm-hmm. numb. Mm-hmm. Um, and then MDMA was that moment for me of like, Hey, your soul, like is, it needs to come back. Like you need to come back to yourself and to what brings you joy, to what brings you um, into that soul retrieval. And that was actually MDMA that started it, it sparked mm-hmm. it. And then the journey began 
unfolding from there. So, oh my goodness, I love it. It was like it was a catalyst to help you remember what was already there for you to access. But if you hadn't Mm. have had that remembering, you wouldn't have known the potential of what you could tap into. And totally. Funnily enough, the thing that has in my life, I mean, I've always had an inner knowing since I was a child, always that there was a presence. I was surrounded by it. I had it within me. I could feel it around. It was just, there was just a very strong visceral sense within me of perceiving what I couldn't see. And, you know, as a child, you don't necessarily know how to articulate that. So you don't, you just live in your own world and you know it to be the 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 truth for you but you don't necessarily share that with a lot of people and so what I find is for those of us who are like that we so often then grow up hiding a lot of this and and keeping it in the closet and it's only until certain things happen in your life that again like what happened with you with MDMA it's a catalyst to really just push start something to just really be expressed through you and so you realize that oh my gosh this has always been in there this mm-hmm. has always been there and I have felt depressed because I wasn't leaning in to the thing that I know is your untapped magic your authenticity your divine spark your essence your soul whatever you want to call it but it's just those moments I'm sure you look back on and you think thank goodness that happened exactly And that's what I mean when I say when you go into the depths and you face it with courage and love and compassion and you're anchored in your spirit, I truly do believe that you will come out of those, the most painful moments with gold, with wisdom. I do. And it is a process. It's not just going to happen like this, but you do come out with that and there will come a a turning point. At some point, you'll, you'll look back and you'll think, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for bringing me here. Yeah. Do you think this is like linked up? Because when you were calling yourself, uh, when you were putting yourself in your box, which you do, <laughs> we don't want to be in that box. Um, the word, yeah. like when you were saying, uh, what did you call yourself? Soul guide. Yeah. Um, what came up to me instantly was like soul retrieval. And like, do you think that, and I think this is, but I could be incorrect because this is your energy force, but like, do you think that part of your work is actually like soul, like soul retrieval of like these fragments to kind of help turn us back on? Yeah. I mean, there's something in that that really resonates because I think when I personally went through my own journey of retrieving my Scorpio moon in its highest octave, which by the way, again, I thank you for because you really opened my eyes and my heart to understanding that with every energy, including the planets and the signs, there is a lowest, a lower octave, a lower expression, and there is a higher expression of all of these energies. And for me, you know, when I went through my own self-discovery with astrology and the cosmic energies, I sort of saw Scorpio moon as this deep, dark, intense thing that I was almost ashamed of because my emotions have always been so intense and so deep. And of course, part of my story and my journey was being genuinely shamed for that as a child and not being surrounded by people who really knew what to do with that. And no fault of their own because we obviously go through life giving to the capacity that we can give and we only know what we know when we know it so no blame or anything like that but I understand from a soul level 
I almost needed those experiences to, to happen for me, not to me, for me, mm-hmm. so that I could get to a place that I'm in now of retrieving the highest expression of my Scorpio moon, which is saying yes and honoring those deep depths of my soul. Because in me saying yes to feeling all of my feelings, I know that part of my purpose is to help others lean into that. And actually, I've now come to an understanding that your feelings are deeply connected to your soul. Not your emotions, that's something different. Your emotions are connected to your story of what's happening. And beneath the story and beneath the emotions, which is energy in motion, is the feeling. And the feeling is where the soul's wisdom lies it's where the untapped potential it's also where the unmet need Mm. is within us oh yeah that's completely different to emotions so for me to say yes to my intense emotions was saying yes to the depths of my soul so to answer your question yeah I I feel (laughs) like part of the work is soul reclamation rather Mm. I and I don't necessarily think it's retrieval because I don't think you've ever lost those parts of yourself I love that it's just an awareness that you don't yet have so it's for me it's more reclamation of what's there and bringing it into the light of your being Mm. yes oh my god (laughs) I love that. And I love that it came up like talking about the moon. And then you mentioned the unmet needs, because that really is so connected to the moon stuff, right? These like subconscious hidden things we even hide from ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then we don't understand why we operate from our shadow. And it's because we have unmet needs. And you know what happens through that process of reclamation of you owning these parts of yourself, you actually heal all the experiences, all the stories and all the relationships where those that have, quote unquote, done you wrong or not supported you or, um, you know, not seen and heard you for whatever it may be. In my case, the intense emotions that I may have had at that time as a child or whatever, you heal all of that because as you're giving yourself the compassion and the love and the self-acceptance you need to bring that back in, you have so much more compassion for them for not seeing this, knowing it, feeling it within themselves. And it comes back to those metaphysical concepts of what is within you is reflected out in the other. And so how could they know you didn't know? Mm. There was a time when you didn't know that about yourself. You didn't know that that was beautiful. And neither did they. And actually, as you reclaim, you're giving that person now in real time an opportunity to see you in your highest expression and actually reclaim those parts in them. Mm -hmm. So it all comes full circle. And this is this is how we heal our relationships as well, unknowingly, always through coming back and healing the self. And it's Mm. just what I'm so passionate about is not focusing on everything out there but always coming home to your soul your heart and being anchored in your spirit to work through the toughest of the toughest of things yeah seeing your north node and your south node very much (laughs) in that conversation and it's beautiful like the libra even just being the, the libra being like the mirror 
right? And then that coming home to the self, the true <sighs> self and not operating from, I mean, we're always going to operate from like the lens of the outs, like seeing the outside world, but like we're operating from our own internal lens and yeah. healing our shit so mm. that we can heal the world. So I love seeing like the play between your, your axis there. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So true. <laughs> so I want to talk a bit about your dreams because <laughs> you and your and your meditations. Oh we're going there. <laughs> we're going there because it's all coming out. <laughs> it's we're we're showing it all. Like your yeah. dreams and your meditations, because you send me the best voice notes of like guys. She sends me these voice notes of these wild rides she goes on. <laughs> Because and I know you're going to get it. I'm like, every there's time. only one person that's going to get this. I have to tell you. I literally sit there and I'm like, what the fuck? And why aren't I going on these journeys? Okay. Oh, so gosh. Can you, I don't know, speak, I don't give us an example <laughs> or something around one of these experiences? Because you go to like other dimensions other realms other, other realms yeah I've been accessing some amazing information <laughs> and I mean trust me it surprises me it surprises my human which is why I'm like who the heck do I tell <laughs> which is why I me. come to you and I'm like oh I need to tell you everything but yeah I mean the most recent experience I mean I'll speak on the dream in a minute but the most recent meditation experience where I've literally gone straight into the cosmos and had a download and a message um, to do with the quantum realm and how our past lives are not really past lives there are parallel lives and in some degree our future lives Mm. and this sort of all came through from my guides and I was really really shocked in the meditation because when I asked so you know who is giving me this information what came through was the planets Mm. the planets are your guides and that was just really kind of it took me back it took me by surprise how could the planets be my guides I mean you know we're guided by what I thought was beings in a higher realm and you kind of put a face to that or you put you know, um, an interpretation of what that could be. And never did I think that the planets themselves could be guides. And they actually came through with the energy of, we have always been your guides, not just in this life, but in many lives. And we're, it's just a reactivation and a remembering. Um, And what I love so much is since we started working together, I mean, I I can't tell you the past life activations and rememberings, the divine gifts that have been obviously within are just flooding through. These experiences have just taken off. And I mean, I've had similar experiences through things like regressions and whatnot but nothing to this degree that's just blown my mind um so that was one of them and actually since that meditation I now start to connect and channel the energy of the planets they come through with direct messages of okay today you know to support your body to support your soul to support your spirit 
this is the sole medicine that you're needing and it can mm. be something so obscure like a particular <laughs> herb or this type of movement or you know it's just something so random that I would never think to have or do or even bring into my experience into my reality but the planets are speaking today you need to move the heat from your body mm. and I will instantly know that okay you know Mars is talking to me today and there's too much Mars within me that's being activated and it needs balancing and I instantly intuit also the balancing energy that would really help and lo and behold I go to check the transits and I check what's going on <laughs> in the cosmos and it is the 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 opposite energy that I am obviously just um what's the word being activated by that's helping to soothe me on a spiritual emotional physical level and it just blows my mind how this is just all coming through so so many things really but yeah that's that's one of the craziest experiences which I told you about yeah and it was one of my yeah. favorites because like you know <clears throat> like I always say like Pluto's my guide mm -hmm. um, because he talks to me and ever in the last few months like there's been different planets that have been really talking to me like Uranus won't shut up then Neptune got really loud and it's just so fascinating when we sit down and just like a let the let the guidance come through mm -hmm. like they have things to say um and I actually just guided the people in my abundance codes program through um, a journey with Jupiter and they all got the same message at the end where Jupiter was just like I got you yeah. Like I've yeah. like, his message was like, stop worrying, stop stressing. Mm -hmm. I have got you. Mm -hmm. And when I was doing the, the actual journey, like that was the message I got as well. It was just like, man, like lay back. I've got mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And what a beautiful message from a planet, right. To just be like, absolutely stop stressing, stop trying to control everything. I'm here and I've, I've got you. And what's coming through as you're saying that is Jupiter being the planet of expansion and abundance in your, in your divine nature, that is you at your essence. You are an infinite being that is forever expanding and mm -hmm. is forever abundant in terms of your, your potential and, and, and just, who you are innately so for that to come through and say I got you is more like a you confirmation <laughs> of this is just who you are yes yeah. like at your you core this is you. who you are yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and I love the that. planets they are just like a reflection of us we are a reflection of them right so it is like the, the plan is just being like hey uh, you have got you because I yeah. am you I right? see them as archetypes, archetypal energies totally. that we all have access to. And when these archetypes speak to us, they speak to us on so many different levels, physically, energetic, emotional, spiritual. And when you're connected to those bodies, you can intuit what yours is specifically asking for in the moment. And it's really about trusting that when it comes in, trusting that guidance, honoring it. And when you do, you'll find like, holy shit, how did I not do this before and like trust this and know this and you can feel when it's working you just mm -hmm. know yeah so yeah you do and things just flow even even in the hardest moments you're like everything's okay yeah. okay like I'll yeah. just check in with this entity today yeah oh my yeah. gosh yeah <laughs> I love it I love that you talk to them because I'm like always incredible like just sit down and meditate with Jupiter guys yeah. <laughs> sit down and like talk well, to Mars 
every planet has their own frequency and you know that because we listen to that music we listen Mm -hmm. to that sound vibration and it helps us on an energetic level it helps to balance our energies why is that well everything is energy and everything is a vibration so the planets have their own vibration and they speak to us they do and when we're connected to that subtle energy we can feel it and we know what we need yeah yeah Mm. Yes, I love this. So everyone listening, go talk to the planets because they're, ta- <laughs> they're talking to you. So yeah. I guess yeah. it's more like go receive from them. Receive, exactly. Receive, yeah. yeah. Okay, and talk about the dream. Touch on the oh, dream. Oh gosh, I knew you were going to go there. So the dream, so the, good. Dream, the dream is really out there, but I love it. Um, <laughs> it was so out there. I didn't tell you straight away. I took a day. <laughs> I was like, this is pretty well, but um. Yeah, so in the dream, I remember being in a crowded place and, you know, I'm a highly sensitive person, so it's not always the best space for me to be in because I can feel everything. Um, And I I was in that space of just feeling all of the, the energy around me and not quite knowing my own in that moment and almost crying out for help. Like, I need help in this moment to kind of come back to myself. And you just kind of appeared <laughs> from nowhere. <laughs> but you had, I mean, I knew it was you. You you looked like you, your human self. I mean, I recognized you. But you had this sacred tribal body art all over you, specifically your face. And it was blue and white. And, I mean, I can still see your face now when I just come back to this memory in this moment but essentially you just I knew you were the only way I can describe it and I've said this to you is a galactic shaman you just came in from nowhere and you knew that I needed help and from then you just kind of looked in my eyes and there was this telepathic communication of I've got you I'm here we're going to bring you back and you grabbed onto my arms out in front of me you held me so tightly and you came close to my close to my face and you know against my ear and you just started singing but the words were of they weren't English first of all it was it sounded so tribal and ancient and it almost like light language and I've sung like light language so I know the feeling of that and as you sang you reactivated something within me and the energy was just incredible from head to toe it was just electricity moving through my body and our eyes were fixed and telepathically you were saying to me it's okay I've got you you're coming back you're remembering you're remembering just just trust this and obviously to anybody else listening to you know this song or these words or this light language it could sound really scary and like what is going on and what is she doing but I just knew to trust I just knew to let it be and it was I don't know Vika how to describe it it was both a coming home and an activation all at once and I instantly felt myself, it was almost like I was on psychedelics or something. And I've never taken psychedelics, but I imagine if I were to, this is what I would experience because everything around me was moving in slow motion. And it was just a reconfiguration of something or the other happening inside me, deep within my spirit and soul. And I just knew in the astral realm, man, you were just some powerful galactic shaman. And 
I just had this knowing that, um, and I said this to you before, I had a past life remembering of you and I, um, this was sometime last year, I think, towards mm-hmm. the end of when we were in the mentorship or yeah. when I was studying with you. Um, I had a past life remembering of us together, um, same time and place. And you were, we were in a tribe, essentially. And I know you were leading something. And we were, we were part of the same, same community, same tribe. Um, but I saw you in your priestess or priest um what do you call it in that iteration of yourself and I remember voice noting you saying Vika I've had this past life remembering do you have any connections with an ancient shamanic lineage or do you you know does this resonate for you that are you connected to maybe a Native American lineage or ancestry and you were like you know what Tarika this is crazy and you started to like you know give me confirmation that you had had those past life rememberings as well and this time around the dream essentially was that but on a very cosmic galactic level and yeah it almost felt like Syrian energy Mm, fascinating on my path on my journey and and the you know very 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 close people to me will know I'm incredibly connected to that kind of galactic cosmic energy I always have been since I was a child so I trust it when it comes in and I just know you know and you know what you know and you don't know how you know <laughs> yes that's just it's that, that knowing it's and just, just that. trust mm-hmm. oh. and I was yeah. saying before the call because this dream when you had first told me about it reminded me of my first well not my first dream my first dream no um <laughs> the dream I had uh like two years ago mm-hmm must have been two years ago now um, of this. I was laying in a shaman's lap and um, he was singing over me. And I remember it so viscerally like you do, where he was singing over me. I'm laying with my head in his lap. And Mm -hmm. like, I remember his skin. I remember his voice. I remember everything. And he's singing over top of me, like looking down at me and these, these rattlesnakes are swimming up and down my body in water. And I just remember being, remembering like he was activating me very similar to what you were saying of like that mm-hmm. feeling through my body, like viscerally, like something is being activated, turned on. And I wasn't afraid, right? Like it, it's the mm-hmm. same thing where you like, if anyone saw this, they'd be like, that's concerning. Like there are rattlesnakes up your belly. Like, <laughs> and I was just so into it. Um, and that's what I, when you told me like instantly went to that and I was like, there's something like shamans are coming through our dreams here. Right. Um, and I, I love, I'm honored that I have to be the shaman that came into yours <laughs> Yeah, because I feel like we've done this like apprentice mentorship, like mentor apprentice. I don't know what the words are there. Um, but like energy in different this lives before. before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that remembrance too, is like so cool and mm. like just grounding in the the sensation that we both have when we're connecting like that mm-hmm. we have done this before right and then mm-hmm. we come to these moments where you have those momentary remembrances and it's like yeah we have done absolutely this before, right? absolutely and, and I think that that also speaks into well why do we remember some of our past lives and yeah. what I've come to understand is that we have these past life rememberings because well one there is healing that obviously wants to happen that the soul obviously connects to that life because there's something relevant in it for 
the reality that we're living in, the incarnation that we're in right now at this time, or it, there wouldn't be that link. And, mm -hmm. you know, you have so many past lives. Why are you only able to remember some and not others? And that is my belief, is that the ones that do come through, there is something relevant in there for you for deeper healing, but not just that also a remembrance of something that is innately within you and it yeah. you are being reminded to access and activate something that you are now ready for so i really feel that these these dreams these you know these meditations these rememberings connected to past lives really do come in to provide confirmation validation and also um help you lean in and and as i say activate what you're ready to access in this incarnation at this time for your highest and best and for the good of all really mm. it's just yeah. whether you're willing to say yes honor mm. accept bring in integrate yeah all of the good things yeah right? and that's where we meet that like um when people ask us the questions of like is this going to be a bad transit and we're like no it that's the choice right is what you said there is where we choose how we integrate it mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so ugh. What a beautiful, what a beautiful way to look at things, right? Instead of like, it's like taking all that victim mentality out of it and stripping it down to like, we have choice of how we integrate our activations. A hundred percent. And I know it's not easy because we come in with stories. Yes. We come in and, it, and that's not something that I really recognized until quite recently that we do, we do come in with stories. We come in with ancestral stories. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. We, we come in with, generational stories you know and and then on top of that we learn more stories as we go and beliefs and all the things yeah. that really mask everything that's going on underneath and it's finding tools that work for you to be able to work through those stories and process as I said the emotions to get to the feeling which is within the heart within the soul and integrate that yeah. Okay. We're going to leave it off there. Cause I feel like that's just like a gorgeous place to stop and just be like, Hey guys, go integrate, <laughs> go into your shadow, go integrate, go work with Tarika. Like, Oh my gosh. Okay. So how can my people find you? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. How can they, are you taking on clients right now? Tell us all the things we need to know. Yeah. So I have an Instagram page that you can um, go to, which is at I am the golden hour and uh, you can also find me on my website which is I am the and you can see all my services on there my offerings um, I've actually stopped a few of them the only one I'm really doing at the moment is the karmic astrology readings and I will be opening doors to my metaphysical and spiritual counseling soon so if anyone is interested they can still contact me to work one-to-one -one and they'll just be added to the wait list and when that opens I will let everyone know mm, I love that you take <laughs> all the people so deep like yeah. just all the generational karma smash it out absolutely yeah. Okay. Guys, highly suggest, um, I mean, just from listening to her, you guys already feel, cause that's the thing with you. It's like, we feel, I feel your vibration through when you talk. Um, so I'm sure everyone else on here is just like, ah, right now. <laughs> um, so go find her. I'll link everything in the show notes and Tarika, thank you for 
your energy and your soul and just incarnating. Like, thanks for being oh, here again with me. <laughs> thank you for having me. And thank you for honestly bringing all of this out because you've been part of my journey. And I am so, so grateful for that. And mm. we are just reconnecting again. Yeah, I'm so grateful, honestly. Just so grateful yeah. for it. Me too. Well, thank you so much. You. And again, I will link her in the show notes.